Welcome to uh, 2012 at uh, Renaissance Church. Kind of weird, New Year's Day, right? And uh, I had hoped to use part of my introduction to make fun of people and talk about those who came at 9 o'clock. Uh, I got here, I, 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 I had to stop by the hospital to see a friend, and then I got here a little after 9, and um, I, there was nobody here. Uh, except the band and, and some folks in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, gun it, nobody to make fun of. So, um, so we're going to have to skip that part, um, much to my chagrin. But uh, I, I want to talk to you about how to have a great 2012. Now, that sounds, you know, probably condescending. Well, why wouldn't you? But I really do. And I wanna, I'm going to set this up by, by giving to you three, three exhibits, Exhibit C, Exhibit B, Exhibit A. Now, these are real people. The truth is they're, they're, they're real people that I've known, but really in each one, it's not just one person. It's sort of a compilation of people that I've known over the years that kind of fit in that category, but they're real. Uh, trust me on that, all right? And, uh, of course, nobody here, nobody here. I'll make that clear, okay? Well, maybe. Um, but I want to begin with Exhibit C. We're going to go backwards, C-B-A. Uh, exhibit C, this, this is... Uh, Exhibit C has a name. It's Woe is Me, Sad Sack, Cloudy Carl. Okay? Your name is Carl. I apologize. Not you. Woe is Me, Sad Sack, Cloudy Carl. It's been a tough year. My aging parents got worse, and it's taking a tremendous amount of my energy. I've had my own health problems, and I'm just lacking physically so much what I used to have. When this year started, I had no idea how tough it was going to be. I had some relationship issues that have left me feeling betrayed, bitter, and at times all alone. And my portfolio, don't even go there. Whereas once I thought I was, if not set, in very good shape at the very least for the future financially. Today, not so much. Ugh. I sure hope next year is better. So there's Cloudy Chart. Cloudy Carl. I started calling him Charlie, but there are too many Charlies here. So, Cloudy Carl. Exhibit B. Exhibit B has a name. It's Everything's Perfect Bouncing Beulah. You may have gotten a Christmas letter from her, actually. <laughs> may have gotten that letter. Um, it's been a great year. My husband met all expectations at work and got one of those sinful Wall Street bonuses. Our youngest is still in high school, doing very well in academics, and the star, absolute star of the football team, just like Dad. And our oldest is still maintaining their 3.79 GPA at Yale. I had a quick recovery from my brief bout with skin cancer, and we're now working on our dream house. The lousy economy worked in our favor so we could have that special one-acre lot we've been eyeing for years in the Hamptons. Here's hoping next year will be as good as 2011. Happiness is such a great thing. <laughs> exhibit B, Bouncing Beulah. And then we have Exhibit A. I was going to call him something Adam, but I couldn't figure that out, so I just call him Steady Eddie, okay? Um, feet on the ground, Steady Eddie, Exhibit A. Wow, what a year. In terms of ups and downs of life, we had our share of both. My firm continues on the brink of going either way. I'm grateful to still be there and pray for things to move to the positive. We have both dealt with some health issues, but grateful to be where we are, gradually on the upward trend, at least on most days. All of our kids are well. Each has had their share of challenges. We continue to pray and to try to be there for them. Life continues to be 
different, sometimes much different than what we expected, yet full of endless opportunities. And through it all, we continue to learn, grow, and be thankful. Through it all, we continue to learn, grow, and be thankful. You know, part of what I want to do here this morning, in just a few moments that I have, we have to get to a place where we can say at the end of every year, wow, what a ride. In spite of the good and the bad and the ugly, I've learned, I've grown, and I'm thankful. The question is, how do we get there? How do we get there? How can I, you know, I hear you, Rich, and I agree with you, and I love it, but, you know, how am I going to handle that as soon as something comes down the pipe that I didn't expect here in this month or next month or the month after that? Um, How does it happen? Um, Well, I'll tell you, it doesn't happen without a plan. Let me me illustrate. I'm going to lose at least 20 pounds this year, Okay. I know, I know what you're thinking. Why, Rich, why? Why would you lose 20 pounds? <laughs> I appreciate that. But uh, thank you for your sentiment. And I've got a plan. I joined what many of you have done, and I've talked to several of you about it. I have joined um, Weight Watchers, $18 a month. For instance, um, today, you, you keep track of everything. Today, I'm allowed 40 points. I've used up nine so far. And uh, I had a, um, an egg uh, wrap, scrambled egg wrap. What the heck is that? A wrap. Can you believe that? I have an egg and bagel. Oh, an egg wrap. Um, but it only used nine points. Pretty good, huh? And, um, and my Diet Coke was zero. And uh, my turkey bacon was two. So, and then I had an egg wrap, which is seven. So that's nine points. Got 31 to go. Um, I've heard this really worked. We'll find out. Unfortunately, Charlene says, you're going to say this publicly? I'm like, ah, what the heck? Let's let it, let it out there. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a little accountability here, huh? <laughs> um, so I got a plan, you know, and you know, we're, we're, Charlene and I are celebrating our 40th. We celebrated our 40th last year, and we're going to go to Hawaii in February. So that's part of my motivation. Part of it is just, just health. My doctor was here at early service, and we've talked. You, got, you need to drop a few pounds, Rich. So anyway. That's my plan. Um, um, and here's what I know. I know, and because I've been through this before, you don't just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. And then the year rolls around, and you're like, oh, I didn't lose the 20 pounds. Like I might even gain one or two or four or five, okay? It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen, unfortunately. For some of you, it might, but we don't even like you, so go find another <laughs> church. But, but, <laughs> but, uh, um, for most of us, it doesn't just happen. It, it, takes, it takes some intentionality, and it takes a plan. So that, that's part of what we're talking about here. And, and so when we talk about this, one of the things that I, I mean, the one thing, my one goal for you today is that you're not sitting here a year from today on New Year's Sunday, whatever that, whether that's before or after the New Year's, thinking, well, you know, I had all these thoughts about how I wanted... And, and, and you are allowing the circumstances of the year, um, the health, the, the money, the, 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 all the others to determine the kind of year that you had. 
whether you be the, the guy that's the, the cloudy Carl or the bouncing Beulah, that you're not allowed, that you don't sit here and say, well, it was a good year because I had good things happen, or it was a bad year because bad things happen. Listen, there are hard years. I understand that. But every year, every year, we need to be able to say with really a, a smile on our face as best we can, I've learned, I've grown, I'm thankful. That's my goal for you. Now, I want to just jump right into the... I'm going to give you the plan in a moment, but I want to first give you a few areas of focus, and then we're going to look at a plan, okay? And, and you, you don't have to... My, my plan is just some suggestions or some, some stuff for you to think about. First one is this, areas of focus. I found these areas of focus really in... They're, they're all over the Scripture, but the passage that I'm going to concentrate on today is Second Peter chapter 1. And he gives us three areas of focus here. The first one we'll call personal growth. Look what happens. Verse 2. This is uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Personal growth. Go back to verse 2. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. When I talk about personal growth, please don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about having intellectual growth. That's a good thing, and I like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about emotional growth or, or growing as an individual. or growing, Those are all fine. I'm not putting them down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritual growth in terms of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that it's deepened, and you have a better understanding of who he is and what he wants to accomplish in your life. That's the kind of growth. And, and to get to a place where, where you're a little further down the road, some of, you, some of you are at the beginning of that, that journey. Some of you haven't even gotten to that journey yet. You're still thinking about it, and that's great. We're glad you're here. Some of you, though, have crossed that line of faith, and you're saying, okay, what's next? And that's where this growth thing comes in. It's not going to happen without a plan, but, but, and we're going to talk about that. But that's, that's the whole personal growth. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's the first area of focus that, that by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. That's what he tells us right there. That's the first one, personal growth. The second one, personal development. Here's what I mean by development. I'm talking about developing as an individual, my behavior, how I live. You know, the first part is an internal thing, the growth that I have, learning more about Christ, understanding who he is and what he will and can do in my life. The second thing, development has to do with how I live. Watch this. This is verse 5. In view of all this, he says, make every effort to respond Respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision, here's the first thing, of moral excellence. What's moral excellence? Does that mean not being immoral? That's a good place to start. It also means much more than that. It just means character. We all know character. Character is is reflected and displayed by what I am when nobody's watching. And that's the kind of character, that's the kind of moral excellence that he's talking about. Then he says, this generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. 
gives us about seven things here. Knowledge comes from, not from the intellectual pursuits of, uh, of all the other things that we can pursue, which are fine, but it's more of a spiritual knowledge that comes through the Holy Spirit working in our lives as we focus on the person of the Lord God Almighty and, His, and the Word, the Bible. That's the kind of knowledge he's talking about, having a better understanding of who God is and what, what man is and what he wants from me. It's a great, it's a great thing, spiritual knowledge, all right? So knowledge, and then he says, and knowledge, verse 6, and knowledge was self-control. I think it's pretty, pretty you know, it's pretty self-explanatory, just having some self-control in our lives. We don't allow our emotions to rule. We don't allow our, our anger to get the best of us. We don't allow um, whatever it is might be, the, the, the things that are, that are raging in our, in our mind or body, to get the best of us, to have some self-control, to learn how to say, no, I'm not going to just go there because I feel like it. So not, it's, it's, it's being controlled by emotions and anger and, and all the other things that go along with that. He's saying to have some self-control. So, he goes on. So, and the knowledge was self-control, and self-control with patient endurance. Interesting word here. It means staying under. It's frequently used in the New Testament to refer to a constancy or a steadfast endurance, where at, whether when you're under adversity, uh, without giving in or without giving up. No, it's, that, that's, it's perseverance. You know what it is? I'll, I'll, this is not a word in the dictionary. I call it stickability. Great quality. Great quality. And he says, you'd have that patient endurance, ability to persevere in spite of what might be going on in your life, around your life. And he goes on. And with patient endurance, he says, with godliness. Now, he's not so much talking about behavior there, the word. He's talking about man's reverence toward God, just having reverential fear, reverential um, um, having a reverence for God, who he is, and how that affects your behavior too. But it's more about that attitude of reverence for God. You know, and that's an important issue. That's, that, that's godliness. And he says in verse 7, and godliness, now he gets into some real practical things, and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. In other words, all these other things are, are really internal, might have some out, outward consequences. They're all internal, but then he gets into some real outward stuff. He says, all this is going to affect your brotherly affection and your love for others. His point here is this. When we have one of the focus, one of the areas of focus is this personal growth. The other one is personal development. Huge issue. Third thing, personal growth, personal development, personal productivity. Look at this one in verse, uh, verse, verse 8. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. In other words, they revert back to their old behavior. Just, they live just like people who don't understand forgiveness. You know anybody like that? People who are followers of Christ, who've crossed the line of faith, who've come to the Lord, and, and, and now they, they're, they, they, don't, they don't live like that, and they're starting to revert back to how they were before. Because why? The more you grow, you know, this is going to happen. Those who fail to develop, you're going to go backwards. There's no standing still, in other words. And I'll tell you what, productivity is pretty appealing because it, it brings joy, it brings purpose, it even brings some fulfillment when we understand I'm being productive and serving the Lord. 
So three areas of focus right there. Personal growth, personal development, and just being productive, being used by God. And that can happen in your family, in your business, with friends, in your club, wherever it might be. Okay, back to that question. How does this happen? Growth, development, productivity doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about that. There has to be a plan. You don't just wake up one day and boom, there it is. That's the issue. And I want to I I be careful with this. You know how I wish, and I know it's not possible, how I wish we could have an app like the Weight Watchers app that could say, you, you do this, you do this, you do this, and you have so many points, and if you do this, you're going to be... You know. And the, the problem with that is, you, you know, you can do all that and still have a heart that is far from God. So it's very difficult to start talking about measurable stuff. And that's why I want to get into this plan and just it, it can help us through some of these things. What's the plan? I got five points and five bullets in this plan just to kind of talk through for a moment, all right? First thing, I, I've got to mention this, and I don't just do it because I've got to, but I call it just, just, just the groups that we have here at Renaissance. Um, very quickly, we have a 1015 uh, group that meets, you've got to go down and around and back, it's over here, and we've got a very gifted Bible teacher that gives, uh, uh, through the book of Romans, the guys, uh, the guys and the ladies back there talk about it, it happens in the middle service, a lot of folks come to the 9 o'clock service and go to that, or they go to that and then come to the 1130 service, and, um, and they talk through and, and about and questions and discuss through the book of Romans, great time, I've said on it a couple of times, like, obviously I can't be there much, but um, it's a great time, it's a great thing to take advantage of, we have that, we have we have Wednesday night, which is our men's group, and it's 8 o'clock. We meet back in the cafe. Great bunch of guys. We're going through a book of the Bible, and I, I or, or Clay, one of us, uh, kind, of, kind of, I call it referee that. Um, it's, uh, we have a great discussion, do some teaching and some great discussion on, on things of the Bible. And we're in the book of Colossians right now. Great bunch of guys. Um, all over the spectrum. Some of the guys in there, they're, not, they're still having crossed the line of faith. Some of them have, have, have been believers for a long time. And one of my jobs often is to say, okay, one guy starts talking about where he is and the poor stiff over here who, who, who's not there yet. I got to say, well, he, he doesn't understand that. And it's, it's really fun to talk about some of these things and, and how it works in our lives. And, and uh, we've, we've been through some very different scenarios over the, over the last several months of talking about, you know, everything from how do you handle the girl at the bar that's uh, flirting with you? You're on a road trip. Well, how are you going to handle this? Uh, which are real issues, you know, and uh, to other things, and how you're going to handle situation when your wife's not happy with this or about that, and um, it's real life, real nitty gritty stuff that we all need to think through and talk about, and that's why it's just guys. So sorry, ladies, but you, we got a ladies group on Thursday morning. Okay, every other week, it's every other Thursday we have a ladies group. The off other Thursdays than that, don't ask me which is first and third and second and fourth. You can find that out on that website. But, uh, and then the, the young moms have a group on Thursday morning opposite the uh, ladies' group on Thursday morning, the, the, the other Thursdays, so to speak. They alternate. And uh, that's what we have right now. On the Thursday night, we have uh, – oh, Thursday night. Oh, let me tell you about Thursday night. We have a – I teach this group. Um, we do a book usually. We're starting this book this week, actually, called Torn. It's in the, it's in the Resource Center, written by Judd Wilhite, senior pastor at um, Central Christian in Vegas, where our new lead pastor, Chris, came from. The rumor is that um, your new lead pastor ghost wrote part a lot of this, and um, but we're not telling anybody that. 
So you can't tell anybody, okay? The secret. Anyway, we're, we're going through that starting this week. It's really a good book. Um, I've already started into it and so forth. We do that on Thursday evening, and that's a co-ed group, of course. Now, let's be honest. That's not a lot of stuff for a church. Some of those, some of those times just are impossible for you. There's a team working right now, not literally right now, but that have been going on, it's been going on for several months, and they are, they're working hard to come up with some other uh, initiatives to give us other opportunities. We need more than that, frankly. That's, not, that's, not a, that's, a, that's a decent start, but we've got, we got a long ways to go. And, uh, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's some of those things that, that, that you'll hear more about in the near future, but I want you to be aware of that. I talk about the groups... Because out of the groups comes my second thing, relationships. Find one person you can connect with on a regular basis. Let me give you an example. In our men's group on Wednesday night, there's one of the guys just recently, just in the last couple of weeks, started a a thing. He wrote several of us. uh, Hey, guys, a few of us. Afterwards, after Wednesday night, we always go downstairs, go down to the bar. I'm down at Winbury's. And um, it's our fellowship hall with a bar. And... uh, and, you know, we always have a great time. We really do. And I'm not saying we often will have a drink. But um, one of the guys said, you know what, let's, let's take – it wasn't me, just so you know. Believe me, it wasn't me. Um, it was, he said, let's take January off. No alcohol for January. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> they had a hard December, you know. And so he hit me, and he got in two or three others. Okay, we got these guys in. You in? I said, okay, I peer pressure. I'm I'm, I'm in. Um, we get one. We get one mulligan. By the way, if you don't know what that is, figure it out later. So I, so I wrote, and, and I want to illustrate something. This just the relationships. This is the men's group, but it happens in all the groups. Relationships, really good relationships, come out of that. So I sent a, a, a good friend uh, just yesterday. I said, "Hey, uh, some of us are going no alcohol for January. Are you in?" Here, I'm, I, I'm not going to say his name, but here's his email back to me. I think I can. I think I can. Oh, what the heck? Count me in. Um, and then he says, one mulligan, eh? I like that. How about we make an exception for holidays of special events like Epiphany and Amelia Earhart Day and Martin Luther King Day? How about Ben Franklin's birthday and the Chinese New Year or Australia Day? And should, we shouldn't forget Save the Eagles Day or the Aquarius. <laughs> not, not to mention, not to mention the January's National Thank You and I Care Month as well. <laughs> These are the kind of idiots we have, okay? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not doing that. But anyway, my, my point is this. Out of these groups really come some great relationships. And, and, and my point to you on that relationship issue is you need to find one person, maybe more, that you can really connect with on a personal level. People that can get in your soup and say, hey, what are you doing? And, you know, our wives, our husbands often can do that, but I've learned that you sometimes need more than just your wife because you have that little button sometimes you can click that says ignore. Do you have that button? I have one right here. Ignore. I try not to click it very often, and I, I hardly ever, ever, ever click it, of course. But um, don't ask my wife that. Um, but, you know, seriously, you need people who can – and it may just be one person, one, one guy, one lady – one of the ladies and, and, and talk about that. So within the ladies' group, men's group, other studies, it's, it's about relationships, not just groups, but it goes into relationships. It's the second part about this. Third thing, part of our plan, 
Time with God. Time with God. Prayer, meditation, reflections. Make it right. I don't care if you start at 10 minutes a day where you pray. And, and, and just think of whoever you can pray for and yourself. And you do that while you're writing, while you're driving, while you're walking, while you're working out. There's so many opportunities to do that. And, and, and you need to start that. I've had some great, I've had some of the greatest prayer times when I've just gone out and, and just taken a walk somewhere and just, just start talking to the Lord about some of the things that's on my heart and on my mind. And I, some of you are thinking, well, you know, Rich, that's, I don't know if I have time for that. Are you kidding me? have time for this? You got time for watching the world's biggest, fattest, ugliest loser, but you don't have time for this? Or whatever that show is. I'm sorry, but I don't mean to make fun. You know, guys, I mean, how much do you, how much sports center do you watch? Come on. That's, and I, you know, that's, that's one of my stables is sports center, but you, you, we have time for this. We just got to think about it. Got to be intentional. That's the key word. You got to be intentional about this. So groups, relationships, time with God. There's some online tools. Uh, Chris is going to tell you in a couple of weeks about a thing called the U version. If you haven't discovered it, anybody can do this. Go to your app store, and, and it doesn't cost anything. You get it on your iPad or your iPhone or the much less desirable uh, BlackBerry, and you can or, or, or Droid, and and you can the U version. You can set up an account. You can take notes. You, you can interact with it. It gives you countless numbers of reading plans and programs of the Bible, whichever translation you like. It's great. And there's some, several other tools that we're going to be letting you know about in the in the, in the not too distant future. So. That's, that's all, just look on that, online tools. How about, and podcasts, there are tons of podcasts and iTunes that are free. Some great preachers and ministers, you, can, you know, put those on and while you're working out or whatever and listen. But you've got to have a plan with this stuff, and it involves all that and more. Of course, that said, nothing happens without discipline and, and routine and, and commitment and consistency, getting the rhythm of stuff. Nothing happens without that. We have to get there with all of that. Here's what I don't want to happen. And I've said this already, but I'm going to say it again. I don't want you sitting here one year from now reflecting on the last year and the quality or lack thereof of it based on circumstances, based on health, based on the market, based on a whole host of other variables of which you have little or no control. I want you to be able to say a year from now, maybe in a month even, maybe even in a week, by God's grace and by the Lord God working in my life through the good, the bad, and the ugly, I've learned, I've grown and I'm grateful. I've learned, I've grown, and I'm grateful. Let's pray. Lord God, help us to be intentional about a plan, a plan to grow, a plan to develop, a plan to be productive. God, I pray that at the end of each day and week, month, and especially at the end of the year, we can be able to say, well, from my perspective, some of it's been good. From my perspective, some of it's been bad. From my perspective, some of it's been downright ugly. 
But by God's grace and strength, I've learned, I've grown, and I'm thankful. Help us to say that, Lord, and believe it and understand it in our own lives. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.